Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 80. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and I am your host today. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so glad to have you along for the ride for this podcast. And we're going to talk about kind of the paradox that business is. But before we wanted to get into the actual content of today's podcast, I did want to remind you that if you're needing a website, for any reason, it could be for your own personal uh, website, it could be for a nonprofit, it could be for a, a event even, it could be any reason at all that you need a website, Other, even a business, if you're starting a business, you can find out how to sign up for the same company that I use, Bluehost, for my hosting and my website um uh, services. And so I've got a link. What I've done is I've put it on my website so that you can go right there. You can find out what domain name is available, look at all the options, see what you'd like to get. And then once you get your website, I'll send you a document that has all the top plugins for WordPress that you will want to go ahead and get started so that you can make sure your website is easily found and it just makes the plugins make your website a little more workable and a little more user friendly. So don't be afraid. Don't pay hundreds of dollars a year or month in order to get your website built or managed. You can do it yourself. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Simply go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website and it has a link on there where you just put in what website domain you want. It tells you if it's available or what versions would or would not be available. You can choose that, and once you do that, I'll send you um, a document with all the plugins on it that you'll want to use to go ahead and get started. So, brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. It's that simple. Now, to get into the content today, as you guys know, I am walking you through my business journey and the struggles that I have had getting my business not only started, but also to actually make a money and make a profit. And it's so interesting to me as I talk to people, um, and there some some of them are just friends. They're not you know not people in business uh, or anything. I mean I, I do talk to people in business, but when I'm in this these particular conversations that, is, that are very interesting to me, is I find that people don't realize a lot of times how long it takes for a business to be profitable and to actually make money. And some of these conversations, you know, it, it, I guess they're, if you're in an employee mindset and you walk in and from the first day of your job, you start making, making money and you start getting a paycheck. And, you know, even people sometimes when they're changing jobs, they're like, oh, I can't change. I can't start my new job yet because then it means I'll go a week without a paycheck and I need to have my, my paychecks not missing a week or two weeks or whatever. And you plan your life out by the paychecks that you get every single week. And when you're in a business, of course, it doesn't happen. And people are surprised many times that they might actually be working for a business that's not actually profitable. 
and not actually making money. And it really should be everyone's business in the business to uh, try to help make it profitable. Because if you're working in a business that's not profitable for very long, uh, the business is going to have some issues. And so, uh, but it's funny though because I hear people, you know, t- asking me questions and like, are you still in the investment phase of your business or, or have you, you know, and they're like, are you making money yet? And it's like, well, it's all relative. What do you mean making money? Can I go down there and get cash every single day? If I go down and sell, will I come away with a little bit of money? Sure, I will. But at the same time, am I making money yet because of all the money I've had to put in with the startup costs? I mean, it takes a while to recuperate that and turn that around. And so it just, it kind of, um, puts me back into a little bit of reality with what we're dealing with in the general public whenever we're talking about business and them really not having a concept of how long it can take. If there are businesses that you know you start and you are expecting not to make any money, actually make a profit until six months or well into um, the life of your company. So it's interesting, but as I get to the point where um, I'm trying different strategies to be successful and I'm implementing different things, I have really come up with kind of a list of, I don't want to know if you, I, they're paradoxes of business, uh, but they can also be pitfalls. And I wanted to share them with you because it's very, very interesting to me how there is some tried and true wisdom out there. But for every bit of tried and true wisdom, there's also the warning that goes along with it. And so I wanted to discuss a few of these today with you, and they're just things that I've encountered. So this is just, this is my opinion. You could completely disagree with me, and that, and that would be okay too. But you, also, you always hear about have a plan, have a business plan. Um, you know, you need to make sure you plan out this and you plan out that and you plan out the other, other thing. And it, it's true. You need a plan. Now, how elaborate or how formal your plan is uh, will determine, determine, be largely determined by the type of business you're, you're looking at. Uh, also, how you're going to fund it. If many times, if people are using their own money, they're not putting together like a whole prospectus, like business type plan that they would go and present to a banker. If you're seeking outside funding or a loan, you might have a much more formalized plan. Now. It's very interesting to me because planning is great, but the paradox of it is that over-planning can actually keep you from being successful in your business. Kind of weird, isn't it? Because if you spend too much time planning, and let's face it, there's a lot of people that never even get beyond the planning phase. They never take the next step. They never move beyond the plan. They get to a point and either they continue planning and planning and planning and then they figure they can't launch until everything's perfect because it's got to be exactly lined up like their plan. And in business, things don't really line up like a plan. I agree it is a very good idea to exactly know what you're going to do and have, you know, have a marketing plan and have, I mean, even whenever I look back now and whenever I launch this podcast, I didn't really have a launch plan in my mind. In my mind, uh, from everything that I had done and researched, um, you start a podcast, you put it out there, you get it on iTunes, and for the first eight weeks, you're automatically on New and Noteworthy where it helps you get traffic and you build an audience. And so that's pretty much the mechanism that I was thinking would happen. Well, what I didn't realize is maybe at one time, whenever there were not very many new podcasts being launched, that everyone did go on New and Noteworthy. 
but now it doesn't. There's only a small fraction of podcasts that actually make it onto New and Noteworthy. So then how do you build your audience and what do you do? And uh, I'll talk about it a little bit later in another uh, conundrum or paradox that I have. Um, but, you know, it's like, do you, how do you promote it? How do you get people to listen to it? How do you gain an audience if you don't have national nationally recognized speakers that are writing books and putting out famous uh, uh, content and that people are, are automatically following them, how do you build a following for your podcast? And so had I had a better plan, I probably would have had much better results um, for getting my podcast launched and building an audience. But it's the same thing with your business. Plan, but don't get stuck with the plan. And then don't don't mind so much if everything doesn't go according to plan. I mean, my plan was to launch a podcast and get on new and noteworthy. That didn't happen. So what next? My plan with my food cart was to put the few products I wanted to on the food cart, take it down to Mallory, make a bunch of money, walk away every night and have things paid for. Didn't really happen. But what does that force me to do? It forced me to come up with a new plan. So um, always be refining your plan. Don't get stuck in that plan-only phase. Or it, The planning phase can also be covered by the uh, research and or education phase. There's a lot of people that will take a lot of courses and they'll buy a lot of uh, online products that they'll teach them how to do this and teach them how to do that because one day they're going to do something with it. And they get in that uh, I don't want to call it analysis paralysis, but they get to that point where if they don't feel like they don't know everything, they can't do anything. And you've got to just at some point in time go ahead and launch. So plan, but don't over plan. The next thing, it's kind of a, you know, it, it's a, a known, it's a very well said piece of advice that you get. Test your idea in, your, in the marketplace. Validate your idea. And we get that again and again and again. And you even see it on, like even on Shark Tank when you're watching people present their ideas. Um, they they want to know, you know, how many have you sold? That's the validation. That's the validation they're looking for. Because if you can sell the product, then you've got some market validation. But here's the thing. If you've got something that's new in the market, how are you going to validate it? I mean, even with me, I've got, I do have a new product on my cart that's, um, frozen caramel corn and we use liquid nitrogen to freeze it but you know what it's a product that no one's ever heard of so if i just went out and tried to sell that i'm not going to have impressive numbers because part of it is i have to educate people about the product so um in some ways you do have to validate you have to test your market but one of the things that you sometimes can't do is you can't rely on or de depend on the validation of others in order to work your business. There are people um, that have kind of gone against the grain and there, there are people that have gotten advice about their business before. It'll never work. You can't do it. People won't buy that. And what's happened? They've gone on anyway and they've made a successful business out of it. And that is a great thing. And I'm not saying that everyone that goes against conventional wisdom can do that because it certainly cannot. But there are specific people that have a drive and determination and they see their vision and they see their plan very clearly about what they want their business to accomplish. And they will go out and make it happen because that's how determined they are. These are the people that are going to be the movers and the shakers and they're the people that are going to completely disrupt some market somewhere. 
and that's exactly the way they want to do business. So test your idea in the market, but don't just let the market validation uh, prove or disprove your business. Depends on what it is. Everything, like I say, everything has a exception. Every rule has an exception. Oh, this one is the bane of my existence. Promote your business, but you can't over-promote your business. And it's hard to know, and, and I'm struggling with this one right now because, you know, even even with the podcast, you know, it's a constantly promote, 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 promote. But you also realize that those that are successful doing it or that do it in a very non-threatening or non-invasive way, and even in a kind of a non-salesy way, they are the ones that continually are able to sustain uh, interaction and engagement from their, their customers or their fan base because of their promotion. Some of us, it doesn't come naturally to. Um, I think about all the people in the world that I know and how many of them actually know what I do or what my business is. And it's a small fraction. And they need to be, people need to know what we do. It doesn't even need to be um, just as a, you know, salesy type thing, but they need to know, and maybe, you know, some of the ways of doing that might be giving away some of your product or services or volunteering or doing something like that, but people need to know what we do, and the whole thing about marketing is it never stops. It's like a, a, a ball that you have to keep in the air and spinning all the time, and if, if you're not finding success with a certain type of marketing, you got to constantly be testing it. So it's like promote, but if you over-promote, you turn people off. And the whole thing about promotion, and I'm even realizing it's not about, oh, we have this markdown today, oh, we have that, we have the other thing, or buy this, if you buy this today, you get this with it, or, you know, it's not all about the sales pitch. Sometimes promotion is simply putting something out there that will keep your name or your company's name at the top of someone's mind and that's exactly what what I've got to start thinking better at doing I feel like people don't want to hear from me and it's a you know it's a little bit of a confidence thing and uh, it's funny though because I can have confidence in other things and I'll tell you this funny story this is um, a ridiculous story but it just goes to show that if you say some things with confidence, anybody will follow you. And I was um, leading the hymns at our church on Sunday, and there was a particular hymn that we were going to sing, and our pastor had said, um, I want to sing the words to this hymn, but there's an alternate tune to it. And it was the tune to uh, what the song I know is I sing the mighty power of God. Some people also um, recognize it from Hosanna, loud Hosannas. And so... Um, I wrote it down in my bulletin that we were doing an alternate ver an alternate tune for that song. And when it came to it, I told people, this is the page you need to turn to for your, your words, but we're going to actually sing it to a very recognizable tune that you'll recognize. And so, and the pianist was right behind me and said, oh yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot we were playing a different tune for that one. We started singing and we got done with the song and the pastors looked at me and he said, as I was sitting there, and he said, Christy, that tune was for the last song, not this song we just sung, we just sang. And I cracked up. It is a thousand wonders 
that the words to the song worked out the same. It did, though. I mean, it's really a thousand wonders that it worked that way. And it just, people went right along with it, and they just sang with gusto and sang their hearts out. And honestly, had the pastor not said that to me, I mean, people didn't know it was the wrong song. He knew it was because at the end of the service, he knew he had a song that he wanted that's that alternate tune sung to. And, but it was funny because it just showed me, I was like, you know what, if you say anything with confidence and act like you know what you're doing, people will follow you. Well, I don't have that same confidence in marketing my business or promoting myself. I'm not comfortable with that. And I think that's an area that so many of us normal people <laughs> struggle with. You know, it's funny because I always think about politicians and I think, oh man, I wish somebody would just really a genuinely nice, humble person would run for political office. And then when you think about it, it's like, no, no one nice and humble is going to be able to do what it takes to win an election in politics. Because in politics, it's all about bragging about yourself and promoting yourself. And then it turns to the dirty and you've got to put other people down for it. And normal, respectable, honest, humble people aren't comfortable with that. And that's not okay with them. So this promotion thing is something that I have got to devote a lot more creativity to. I've got to devote a lot more time to. There are automation tools that can help with this. And I find that I am many times, even in this podcast, I'm the recipient of other people's promotion. Um, I have an a interview that I did with someone a while ago, and they are also fellow podcasters, although the wife had a local business, and I interviewed her. And they continue to promote the interview uh, about weekly on their uh, podcast and on their Twitter feed and on their social media. And I get the benefit of that because what happens, It down, I get more downloads every time that happens. And I want to be able to build that community and do that for my podcast and even for my brick and mortar business. So promoting, but not over promoting. And I think part of that is having a plan for what you're going to do and utilizing some of the automated tools, the social oomph and the maybe even the buffer or the Hootsuite where you can schedule posts and not just that, but social oomph and Hootsuite and those let you, let you kind of keep cues of posts that you can then go back and pull up and put them in a rotation and continue them. Um, many times, and it's not just with our Facebook, but with other social media, it's such a crowded space that you could promote the same thing three different times a day and a different crowd would see it every single time. And so I think that's something we also need to get um, used to, the fact that we're sending something out and only a portion people are seeing it now, but if we do it again, of course, we'll see it later. And uh, so we're kind of hitting different crowds, even though we're doing the same thing every single time. Now, here's another thing that one of the last conundrums or paradoxes that I have found in business, and it is when people tell you or, or you, there's an implied um, kind of a rule that you need to know what your competitors are doing, or you kind of need to know how that market space is. But at the same time, people will also tell you that don't do exactly what your competitors are doing. You've got to think outside the box. You've got to look to other industries. If you really want to disrupt your own industry, you've got to look outside of it to do things that other people are not doing. And so it's a conundrum because you've got to study your competition, but at the same time, you can't be limited by that. And you can't say, well, they're, you know, they're offering this, so I'm offering that. Um, it's got to be a complete disruption 
um, in order to really change your market and to do something that's going to make your company legendary. And so as, as creative as you can be with that, I was reading an article the other day about a guy who, and I do have a boat coming through, I see it coming down the canal, so you'll hear it in a minute, but um, we'll, we'll keep on through that. But the, um, the guy was, he was not a restaurateur or anything, he was actually a musician. And he was in Nashville, and everything in Nashville, Nashville's called the Music City, and everything in Nashville is Music City this, Music City that, Music City, whatever. And he realized that there wasn't a pizza place that was called Music City Pizza. And so what he decided to do is create the Music City Pizza, and with that, he would also make it sort of like a music venue. But even beyond that, what he did is he used his pizzas, his, the naming of his pizzas, he would he names them for a while, I don't know how often he switches them, like once a month or once every quarter or what, but he switches them frequently to take on the names of the bands and other people that want to be promoted and supported, and so then when he has a pizza that comes out with whatever, maybe it's the Blue Dogs or whatever the name of the band is, and they have the Blue Dog pizza, for every one of those he sells, he, he gets a, gives a dollar of it back to the band. And so he's been able to incorporate and do something completely different than every other pizza joint is doing. And what he's done is he's given ownership of that particular naming to the, the customers. I mean, he says, I never have had so many people in my life want to name a pizza. And so it definitely helps people. It, it promotes music, which they're Music City Pizza. That would make sense. And it also gives people buy-in and it gives them a way to be able to help fund those um, startup bands and those people that are struggling musicians in Nashville and helps get the name of their music out. Because if you order a Blue Dog pizza or whatever it is and you really like it, you're probably also going to really remember the name of the band and you want to look up and see the band. So it's kind of a, an association type thing, a pleasant memory and all. So it's stuff like that that really is unique things that can be done by a business owner that is really going to make a difference in your business. And I'm trying to, to figure out all those things that I need to do right now with my business. And so really seeing what other people are doing is just kind of, to me, it's kind of more of a validation of it's not that that's not what I want to do. I don't want to continue doing what all my competitors are doing. I want to stand out and I want to be different. So you got to know what they're doing because there are some things you can learn from your competitors. But at the same time, outside your industry is going to be where you're going to get your best ideas to disrupt your industry. So I don't know if you found anything in here that's going to be particularly helpful to you, but there's all kinds of paradoxes and conundrums that we run into in business. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, the paradoxes give your best stuff away for free and the money will follow. You know, how... how <laughs> doesn't make any sense, but there are some things like that that are out there, and you'll find them, you'll run into them, and if you give your best stuff away for free, you think, how could the money follow it for giving it away for free, but what it simply means is if you create the value there, people will come back and give you the money for it, and so it is definitely a paradox, and it's just one of those things that we sometimes have a hard time getting our minds around. But these are some things I run across with in business, and I'll continue to give you updates on my business as we go along. But I wanted to share these with you, and I'm sure my list is going to continue to grow. And as I find new ones, 
or groups of new ones, I'll come back and give them to you. But um, they're just, it's just interesting. It's a very, very interesting world to try to take on uh, a business startup or starting anything whenever you have come from working for years and years for other people. So you'll run into these. Share them with me. If you have some that I haven't put on my list for whatever reason, please share them with me. I'd love, love, love to hear them because I'm sure um, many of you will benefit from them as well. So again, I wanted to remind you before I let you go today, if you need a website for any reason, and I'll also tell you this, and you'll see it, I put it on my website. Many times, if you have a website and you can't decide whether you're going to go with a .com or a .net or a .co or whatever the, the end of your website is going to be, um, many times you probably need to grab all of those because, especially if you're in, going to go in business, someone else could grab that and squat on that, I call it squat, squat on that URL and then they could do something very similar to you. And you'll find it many times, like if you've ever mistyped Google, whenever you're going to try to type it in, if you, anyone doesn't use it as their homepage, um, or, or other types of uh, common words that we know are websites. And if you mistype them, you'll come across something that looks kind of like it's trying to get, oh, you know, it's like, wait a minute, um, if you mistype CNN and put CCN or whatever, you know, you might come up on a website that's like, latest news and headlines, and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't CNN. Well, what you've realized is somebody is squatting on a commonly misspelled or a common version of the URL and trying to get traffic that way. And so if you control the correct spellings or misspellings or even the .com, .net, and .co, and .biz, and all those other extensions of your main URL, then you control them. You keep people from using them at the same time. If you have those, you simply, you don't have to create four different websites. You create one website and you just forward the other three to your main website. So if someone does type in whatever.biz rather than whatever.net, they'll still get to your website. So you uh, definitely want to do that. So if you're looking for a website for any reason at all, and don't let this be an area where you it keeps you from taking action, it should be one of the first things you do to get your name out there and to get yourself established. If you need one, go to brickandmortarrecorder.com forward slash website. When you're there, you'll see a little field where you put in to check your domain availability. See if the name you want is not there. If it's not available, it'll give you ones that are close that are available. And you can choose from that or you can keep trying different versions and see. If you purchase a website and get it through that, and they're ranked anywhere from like $3.99 to probably like $11 or something like that. They're pretty cheap. Um, then um, once you do that, I will send you a document that has the top plugins that you'll need to get started with your WordPress website. Something easy to build, easy to maintain, easy to control. And there's really, at this point when you're just starting out, there's no need to go and pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars for a website. You can do it yourself. So brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website and that will get you where you need to figure out uh, what URL you want to purchase. And uh, I've got a bonus for you if you do that there with the, the plugins. So thanks again for joining us today. Appreciate you coming along on this business journey, real life, real time, setting up a business and making it profitable. You guys have a good day. 
Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So, whenever you have the opportunity, choose local.